All right, guys, welcome back, all offense basketball. We're into the playoffs, and we have a big update for you guys. We're going to break down the bracket as it's officially set now that we have the Blazers-Lakers set up. We're going to go through the East and the West. We are also recording this after game one of the Raptors uh, opener against the Nets. Big win there for the Toronto Raptors. We'll get into a little bit of that as well as our breakdown right after this. All right, Andy Clark, Jack Showers, back at it again. Got an exciting one for you guys. We both went through all the matchups in the first round of the NBA playoffs, and we're going to break them down and also give you our predictions on where we think they're going. I think for the most part, it's going to be as expected. I only have one real, you know, I don't know if you'd call it an upset, but uh, one that might surprise a lot of people. Jack, how's your bracket look? Is it pretty chalk? Um, yeah, it's pretty chalk. There's some interesting stuff going on in the West, but I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. save it, Andy. Okay. You're not gonna draw it out of me. You're not gonna get Perfect. me to say anything prematurely. Awesome. That's the way I love it. All right. So let's start. Let's start Raptors. So as I said in the intro, we are just a little bit after, about an hour since the Raptors kicked off their playoff push. 15 games left to win uh, a title which is my favorite stat because that doesn't seem like a lot, but they are the hardest games that you have to play. We Raptors, won't lose any. Just yeah, no, just win 16 in a row. It's not that hard. <laughs> Raptors beat the Nets 134-110, overcoming their first game curse. Lowry hit some shots, unlike last year, uh, but wasn't the real big story. Of course, Fred Van Vliet, the first Raptor in franchise history to have a 30-10 and 10 game in the playoffs, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I was su- a little surprised maybe DeRozan didn't sneak in with 10 yeah. assists at one point, but uh, not again. Not a big passer. Not a big passer in his Yeah, game. Yeah, or maybe a Terrence Ross. He's not a passer either. We really didn't have much playmaking in the last couple of years. Uh, I guess the that, only hope would have been, I'm surprised you didn't get like a 10 rebound Vince game, or, or I yeah. guess Bosch never really had much experience in the playoffs in Toronto. but Yeah, but you'd think maybe he gets 10 assists somehow. I think he only played one series, though. Um, but yeah, True. pretty... Pretty boring game. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter saying that if this is how the series is going, they're not excited for it. Just a clean 4-0. Oh, I do sure. expect the Nets to maybe change the way they're playing. As we saw at the start of the second half, running a lot more, which seemed to help them a lot. We were slow on defense. Marcus Saul sitting down. And once Serge Ibaka was getting into the flow of the game, it was a lot easier for the Raptors to sort of shut that down. Uh, do you have any big takeaways from this at all, other than kind of what we all expected? Not too much. I think it's really hard to say what the Raptors did well because they were playing the Nets, especially on defense. I mm-hmm. think the Nets just seemed like they would, when someone caught the ball, they didn't know what to do. Like, they're like, oh, we're supposed to run up to them so they missed the shot. Yeah. So there's that. I guess my main takeaway, and obviously when the games look like this, I can't help but look forward to the next thing. Um, Siakam has got to get back to where it was at the start of the season where yeah. he was just coming down court and creating his own shot and then helping others to get their own shot because of that. Um, if we are going to be the best version of the Raptors in these playoffs, Siakam's got to get back to that. For sure. And, you know, he wasn't as bad, but he's certainly not our number one option right now. 
No. Uh, we got to see more of that, especially with a bigger team like the Nets. Not that it matters truly, but I mean, when it, when we get down to maybe a series with Giannis or some of the bigger guys like a Horford on Philly or some of the larger guards mm-hmm. that we're going to see on the Celtics potentially, you just need a little bit more maybe range because I saw a lot of drives coming out of Siakam. Any of those sort of like stab like jab step corner threes there wasn't a whole lot of that he didn't shoot the ball entirely well um but again fred was there to sort of clean it up which i think is definitely you know good that you have one or two or maybe even three or four guys who can pick up the slack but yeah it's been a very weird bubble for siakam so far absolutely the only other thing i would say is that i watched uh with my girlfriend and she saw i believe matt thomas's jersey and then Ronde Hollis Jefferson's jersey. She's like, who's who's that? And I was like, what? She's like, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Who is that? I'm like, oh yes, the third president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> How has that joke never been made? That's like a good name for, for our third unit. Even though I guess Ronde's playing a little bit more. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Maybe that joke's never been made because it's <laughs> that funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, would someone do, like, an infographic with, like, yeah. them, like, yelling after an and one? It's like, Thomas Jefferson is a problem. And then, like, a highlight, oh, of, yeah. <laughs> a highlight of them on defense. Or how something. much, yeah, how much of a blowout would it have to be to have, like, a Rondé, Matt Thomas, like, pick and roll going on in, like, a fourth quarter <laughs> in the playoffs? Um, but, yeah, I think in order for that to work, you would need, like, an eyes emoji after the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flame. It, it doesn't really work. Yeah, the money emoji, like the money face, the bag. Yeah. All right, so let's let's actually stick with the Raptors Nets here. Um, certainly a very decisive win there. I am gonna stick with the prediction I made before. You know, we saw what happened here. Um, I currently have so obviously the number two seed Raptors, number seven Brooklyn. Uh, I had the Raptors in five. I'm feeling less confident about that right now. Uh, Again, things I noted before we watched, potential first game loss like always, clearly not good sign. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do still think there's a way that Brooklyn sort of sneaks in a game. Raptors at the start of the third quarter, I was seeing it look pretty lazy. They were up huge. And I just saw a lot of sort of lackadaisical movement. And it never really got close. I think they cut it to eight maybe was the closest it got something like that yeah in the second but uh yeah what did you have oh i just burped um (laughs) i have so this is influenced by the game but i have the raptors 4-0 i just after that i just don't see how it's going to be getting any better for the nets the two things i note going forward is that the Nets just don't have the second and third unit that the Raptors do. They were just getting cooked when it came down to uh, bench versus bench. And then the, the disparity between the two defenses is a huge problem. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know how many minutes Jared Allen played, but it seemed like he was on the court the entire time. So you don't really have an answer for that if you're mm-hmm. playing Mark Gasol for like the entire first and second quarters and he's gassed and then you have to deal with Ibaka for the end of the game is just like a really difficult yeah. matchup. So mm-hmm. I certainly agree with that. Uh, I'm I'm going to stick with the five uh, just because I had it before, but I think this one's 
a, a wash basically right yeah, like I, I think the odds of any sort of significant series here are pretty low at this yeah. point especially now, like i know it's sort of been chimed on a lot but like we don't have to go to brooklyn like going to a place like that i don't think is like a super welcoming playoff atmosphere so i think that certainly gives them more of a boost than maybe some other teams would um but yeah so officially andy me has raptors in five jack <laughs> with the raptors in four so we'll see how that one plays out i think one of us will be right i don't think there's any way anything else happens um all right let's go backwards because uh, i think these first two are pretty washed regardless we saw a huge disparity between the top six and the the rest of the east but mm-hmm. bucks number one bucks first number eight magic i had bucks and four uh and there's not a whole lot to say here any thoughts I would just add that I think the Magic could get a game if they're shooting well in these first couple games because this Milwaukee team has looked not great. If you looked at their bubble stats, their defense is way lower than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and their offensive, offensive efficiency as well. So, um, that, But I think they're also just going to put it in gear. And they've got their full squad. And yeah, the Magic... Losing Jonathan Isaac has been terrible, but yeah, yeah, not not too much to say about it. So I actually think Magic will get a game, but I think uh, I think I'm just trying to be a little hot takeier here. Right, right. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, if if we see like a shaky Bucks, I think that's going to change the narrative across the entire league. so we'll see what happens there. They certainly haven't looked good. I, I don't even know how many games Giannis ended up playing in the bubble. I think he played five. He missed. Uh, there was a whole headbutt thing. He headbutted that nice mm. German boy, which was really disappointing. Mo Wagner? Yeah. <laughs> Such a kind soul. He looks kind, at least. Or evil. I'm not really sure. I, I can't get a read on him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I'm taking Bucks and four. Jack, Bucks and five. Again, pretty cut and dry. Um, and we'll see what happens there. I think that's a series I'm probably going to watch the least. I think there's a lot of exciting matchups on the other side. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm going to watch, unless the game gets close, I don't think I'm going to watch that one. Yeah. All right. Let's get to some of the more interesting matchups. Let's go Celtics Sixers. So the number three Celtics taking on the number six Celtic, uh, Sixers. So again, Ben Simmons out of the bubble. I, I don't think Joel Embiid's at full health. And... They basically have this ragtag group around them. Tobias Harris hasn't had the best season that he's ever had. And the Celtics have been playing very, very well. Um, And I think they match up pretty well. Daniel Tice is a functional big against Joel Embiid, especially when he's by himself. And with a young guard like Shake Milton, I don't think you can really expect him to be super, like do super well against guys like Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown out there on the perimeter. Uh, so I have the Celtics in six. I think this is just a lot closer of a series just because of the talent. You expect yeah. Joel Embiid to, you know, maybe carry two games. And the surrounding crew isn't terrible. I still think they're good. But losing Ben Simmons is massive. Um, yeah. And that that's basically all I have to say. I, I mean, I think this is a super interesting series, but I think the Celtics come away with the victory in six. Yeah, I think the big thing here is uh, Ben Simmons' absence. I would say this could go to seven games, and who knows what happens. But the thing, the thing with Embiid, and especially with a lack of uh, wing depth with Simmons out, is that 
he's his mood swings and his engagement as far as how he wants to play and how engaged he is in the game. I just how many times can I see a slow pump fake from the three point line and then two molasses slow dribbles towards the rim? If Embiid really wants to lock in and get to the rim from the post, then we're going to see a serious challenge against Celtics, especially because he's going to be able to beat down Cantor. Well, Cantor's not a good defender. He's going to beat down Tice and anybody else they put up against him. But other than that, I just don't think there's nothing to suggest that Philly will be able to take down this Boston team. They're on two different trajectories for me as well. Celtics have looked really good ramping in Kemba the worries about Kemba's injuries have kind of subsided subsided Gordon Hayward is looking good as well um I feel like Stephen A. Smith I'm just saying different names to make it look like I know what's going on but. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh the Celtics Raptors was the one game I missed of the Raptors six or eight reseeding games we could not uh, hit shots we yeah, could <laughs> they were just game. we were getting open looks I was watching it at a bar and there's always that one guy in the bar who knows everything, mm. which is me, like in my head. But he is—he's the one. <laughs> but he says it like, out loud. Yeah, yeah he's like, mm, "See that? See that dirty play? I don't like that. I don't like that at all." It's like some guy just like slipped. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really man. annoying. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think Boston's gonna take it. My prediction is four-two as well. <laughs> and in the next round against the Raptors, I don't like the way the Raptors match up with them. No, I think that's a super fun series though. Like that's oh, yeah, the first definitely. like, which I I think like if you were to you know like pull like a thousand people from Boston and a thousand people from all these cities I think that's the most likely matchup that you could predict in the second round like I think I the, hope yeah Pacers get... Heat like we're gonna get into that in a sec yeah yeah that that's a lot less um I, I don't really know which way it's gonna go um but yeah that's gonna be super interesting this is also a series where if you know events hadn't transpired this would be a really interesting series i think with just like the fans like two of the most like toxic horrible fan bases in all of major yeah. sports boston yeah. and philly are just like i think i heard on the broadcast this is the 21st time they've been in a playoff game playoff uh series together really yeah because i think they've always had good teams well yeah. philadelphia excluded for the past 10 years before their recent run but, but i mean with ai you would ex- expect like oh, a yeah. couple more matchups interesting yeah yeah i think they've they just played each other a ton well obviously yeah. 21 times 21 anyways series or games series oh okay that's a 21 time. games isn't that much I yeah think. no that's what i was thinking <laughs> i was like wow i would expect them to match up a lot more uh but each yeah. team combined has played over a thousand minutes against each other in the playoffs that's so weird that's a lot i think I, I just made that stat up. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, one question for you. So say Sixers go out in the first round and it's yep. not pretty. Like I think a six game series, everyone's going to take that in Philly. He's gone. With He's gone. I'm going to finish your question for you. Okay. Oh, are yeah. you doing a trade? Or no, I wasn't doing coach? a trade. I want to hear what you think. Like, is this an implosion? Like, are we done with the process? Brett Brown's gone for sure. Okay. I think if they lose easily, but the thing is with Brett, it's like someone's always injured. So he's like, yeah, you know, we didn't really have our guys out there. So yeah. we did. <laughs> it is like weird accent. Yeah, but, but he's going to do that every time. Yeah, but I don't know. And, you know, he's a nice guy. They always tell you he's a nice guy. But 
being nice isn't gonna give you a ring you gotta play guitar okay that's how you get it done so and like the goatee game like seems important (laughs) so yeah i think he's gone and then i guess you gotta you gotta keep him beating simmons together yeah i think the issue i think like you move simmons to that power forward slot i thought that was smart i've always said um like you can have a really good passing power forward who's like ball dominant and him not you know have these easy buckets that aren't really helping the team so i think i don't think shake milton's there i think matisse theibel could be someone who could get there he's Mm -hmm. looked pretty good but again he doesn't have the same range he's a good three-point shooter uh but i think that can improve as well so i think they give it another year but i i feel like we've been saying that for a while they're just like trying to stack up pieces of this puzzle and it's not working um so we'll see what happens there all right most important series i would say uh as far as discourse we have the number four pacers and the number five heat why don't you get us started on this one while i pull up my bracket again so i actually have this as a 4-1 series for the heat i know that's aggressive but so far in the bubble it's been the tj warren show um their game against the heat he had 17 points i believe just getting shut down Beyond that, Miles Turner has not been good recently. Um, and then without Sabonis, I guess you got the Broggy Doggy. And uh, is Brogdon playing? I do believe so. He's played the last two games. So okay. I hope so. With the Doggy and then with uh, Victor Oladipo on his way back, I don't think that's enough against this Heat team. For some reason also, or I guess however, in my mind – this Heat team should be, or I think it's better than it is. Like, I just imagine them with uh, just a lot of shooting and with uh, just great defense and kind of a well-rounded team. But the more you pick them apart, they don't really have a lot of people that can create their own shot. Jimmy's that way, but he's not actually a great shooter. Bam's that way, but again, not a great shooter. So they have a lot of individual pieces, but I think maybe... In this case, Jimmy's probably the second best player on a championship team type situation where they need like a bona fide shot creator. So, but however, going back from that tangent, uh, 4-1 Heat, I just think it's a bad matchup for the the uh, the Pacers and in a series where you can game plan against TJ Warren, I think it's not going to go very long. Yeah, I actually had the same. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, Sabonis being gone I actually don't think that I think that's a non-issue with Bam, but I just think Miami's been so fun in the bubble. They've been locked in as much as you possibly can be. I think this is sort of the end of the road. Obviously, they are the ones who are on Milwaukee side of the bracket, but I, I mean, TJ. Warren, I like I them against Milwaukee. I I don't think I do too. I think that would be like a competitive series because Bam against Giannis is a real thing. Yeah. Um. And as we as we talked about earlier, Bam I think was the most successful defender on ball on Giannis yep. the entire season, uh, so that'll be super interesting to watch. But yeah, it's just like I I don't think TJ Warren I don't know if this is like a flash in the pan, but he really slowed down in the last couple of those um, seeding games, so we had a lot of trouble there. I mean, slow down is relative, right? He was still I think a thirty points per game scorer, but he wasn't having these fifty point games. Um, so we'll see what happens with that um so both of us taking miami four to one i think that's going to be an interesting series sort of like 
a series where it's close, but like the numbers don't show how actually close the series was, and Miami just gets it done at the end. Do you think that we get a little, a little spice from TJ and Jimmy? Uh, I think Jimmy came out and said that he's like irrelevant, which means probably, probably we'll get a huge fight of some <laughs> sort. I actually I don't know if you saw this because it was super recent, but after the Nuggets Jazz game today, because they're both in the same hotel. There's just this awkward video of Jamal Murray like running into Donovan Mitchell in the hallway. <laughs> and it's just like, I didn't actually think about that. Like you can get into these super heated arguments. Yeah. And you just like see each other at the breakfast buffet the next morning. <laughs> which is you like... both reach for the last like day old croissant. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there is nothing worse than a stale croissant. I, I can't a good... say I experience with them. A peak croissant is one of the most delicious things in the world. A stale buffet croissant is just so disappointing. It's like eating a sponge. When they're in the, uh, you know those bins they put them in? Like at a buffet. Who? <laughs> oh, at a buffet? <laughs> like those, those metal trays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it, when it gets like moist in one of those and it's kind of like, Ugh. yeah, not my favorite. No. Um, but yeah, so that's interesting. I'm sure we'll see more of that. Um, I, I think that's actually been one of my favorite things. There's a video today of like LeBron seeing Westbrook in Westbrook, the yeah. hallway and he's like, is your quad okay? <laughs> Which is kind of awesome. Um, just to see that whole thing play out. Um, any other sort of things on the East? I think this no, is pretty cut and dry. So. It's not nearly as interesting as the West. No, it's really Toronto, Boston, and... Milwaukee. And Milwaukee right? and... Yeah. Honestly, the Raps are the most stable team out of all those, but I think the Bucks in Boston have a higher ceiling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I said. So that, that is that. Um, yeah, pretty stale there, but let's move on to a couple interesting matchups. Uh, so LA, Portland, Houston, OKC, Denver, Utah, and the Clippers taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Where do you want to start on this one? Let's start at the top. I mean, nice. Portland just got into the... Uh, I think that's an interesting matchup. Yeah, Portland just got into the eighth seed in the playoff game, which was a great game. Uh, Lillard has been on a tear. This is a very interesting matchup because the Lakers have no one to defend Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum, really. But saying that, the Lakers have absolute or the Portland has absolutely <laughs> yeah. nobody to, <laughs> to, to guard the other LeBron. One. Yeah. To guard LeBron. And sure they can throw Nurk at Anthony Davis for a little bit, but But then like Zach Collins is gonna cut yeah. JaVale and LeBron. Like no. there just isn't that often. No. So yeah, looking at that, it looks like a very interesting series. And I know the Blazers is a good story, but the Blazers cannot defend. And this Lakers team's legit, yeah. as we saw this past series. I know they lost some of their uh their front court or their back court defense depth, but yeah, I think. Oh, I put yeah. Well, okay. So my prediction is I, I wrote it down, so I'm just gonna go with it. It's four two Lakers. Ooh. I think, you know, the Blazers are at full strength right now, as good as they were gonna be this season. Maybe without tuning up their defense a little bit, but I got four two Lakers. But I think it's gonna be more like four one because. Interesting. I have I, I have a Lakers sweep. Oh I really? I think Dame drops fifty every game, and I think it's a Lakers sweep. I but just do don't. You... That defense is all world. 
atrocious. Like it is so <laughs> so bad. It's quite bad, yeah. Um like I'm just thinking of that Brooklyn game they played, their last seeding game. It was horrible. And I don't know how you lock in. Like Dame and CJ are two of the league's worth worse from just a can't perspective. There there's like you don't want to defense like old mellow, but I just mm-hmm. don't think there's a lot they can do against some of these bigger guys like Danny Green might be good might not but then when you have lebron at the point guard position and they're just running pick and roll they can run that pick and roll on every single possession and win the game um so yeah i think an interesting storyline is the whole mellow lebron thing i think that's fun i think this is the first time they've actually played each other in the playoffs which is crazy to think about yeah um maybe maybe one of those really good knicks years they played like Cavs knicks no they've never played in the playoffs interesting yeah so that's going to be super fun um I really liked Melo. I think we've talked a lot about Melo, but yeah. he's been super clutch in the last few games. He hit that big shot against super Brooklyn clutch. and then the dagger against Memphis. Um, yeah. And he seems to be an all-around team player. But yeah, the depth just isn't there. You got like Nurk playing out of his mind, but there's nothing you can do against Anthony Davis. I think I agree with everything you're saying. I just think Dame and CJ are going to go supernova. And I said 4-2. I think it's probably actually more like 4-1. But I yeah, I think... If Lillard can drop 50 and CJ can drop 30, then got ourselves a basketball game. And you know what? Nurk works real fucking hard down there. <laughs> and I know that's not going to mean much against like defensive player of the year candidate, Anthony Davis. But yeah. I mean, he's stacking the rebounds. Anthony yeah. Davis isn't the best rebounder in the world. So I can see him getting a lot there. But yeah, I mean, it's just... I think LeBron turns into playoff LeBron. He's turning off the phone. Big time. Wash King is retired until he wins the next championship. Um, what? what does what does <laughs> what does that mean, Andy? Wash he's, King is retired. Yeah, because he doesn't he always turn off uh, social media in the playoffs. I think, I think he, he calls that um, like lock in zero dark oh zero dark twenty three or something like that. Yeah. He has the worst hashtags in the world. <laughs> like, oh man, just a kid from Akron, <laughs> just a full. Yeah. What was that big one? He had that really long. I might just, I might be playing a different sport. Hashtag, I might be a, a different athlete, but I still understand what you're saying or something. Yeah, you remember yeah. that? That was a really good one. So yeah, um, <laughs> I think this is a super fun series as well. Um, all right, let's go down. We'll just go in order seed wise. So LA Clippers, Dallas. LA, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. the Clippers, obviously, the two seed. Dallas, pretty disappointing bubble, I'll say. Um, they sort of fell there. I think they had a, a chance to sort of catch up and get into that 3 6 matchup, uh, but obviously, it did not happen. Um, what do you have for this one? Um, yeah, I think I also wrote down the wrong one uh, for this. I wrote the same prediction as last round, which is 4 2, but I think it's probably going to be leaning more towards. 4-1 this is an atrocious matchup for the Mavericks um although they have a historically good offense I think they have the best offense of all time technically yeah not not era de- like era depend whatever you call it but yes mm-hmm. um so yeah I just do I just don't know how the Mavericks are going to be able to work this one um although KP's looked awesome Luca's looked awesome um, I think they're going to be able to make some magic happen and get a game, but with Paul George and Kawhi able to guard Doncic, it's going to be tough for them to create 
a whole lot of stuff, even though they have a great offense. Do you like that? Whole lot of stuff. That's the, that's of the stuff. analysis people come for. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to say it's 4 1. Wouldn't be surprised if it's 4 2. Yeah. What a bold prediction. <laughs> the uh, the other issue here is the whole Patrick Beverly. You know, he's annoying. I think he gets in their heads a little bit. Uh, obviously, a rookie team, a lot of these guys have never played in the playoff series before. I mean, yeah. you look at, I mean, I mean, the starting lineup with uh, the two bigs. I think JJ probably has the most uh, experience there, but yeah. I have LA to win four four to two uh and i'm pretty comfortable with that i think it'll be a little bit closer than maybe what you're thinking closer to two four four one but uh yeah i have la coming out of here pretty easily uh but also dropping two games i haven't looked super convincing in the bubble but as we know Kawhi's gonna play a lot more and we're gonna see a lot more from there um mm-hmm. with him and on the clipper side they need to lock in because they have not looked great no they really have not played together all that well. Um, they're lucky that Lou Williams is one of the most liked players in the league, or else there I think there would be some internal strife. But, yeah, they need to lock in and kind of play like the way they were playing when they were all healthy during the regular season because they were – I think they were the best team in the league when they were all playing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough losses to the Nuggets. Uh, they had another tough one, right? The Suns. They lost that game to the Suns. Mm-hmm with the buzzer beater. Um, and yeah, I think I think it happens. We saw it last year. Kawhi just hits a different level. Uh, so yeah. I expect that to happen again. Uh, but pretty pretty much um, one-sided. I think it'll be fun to see Luka play some playoff basketball. Uh, and certainly this team isn't getting any worse, I don't think. I think it, it's all up from here. Um, so let's get to the series that also already started. Um, so Denver, Utah, that happened this morning. That was the first game. Huge output by Donovan Mitchell and Jamal mm-hmm. Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jamal Murray, at the end, came up clutch. He was able to shut it down. Uh, so they walk away with the first game. Nuggets 135, Jazz 125. And that one went to overtime. Uh, and some interesting play. I thought it was a super fun game, but some tough missed shots there by the Jazz yeah. at the end. Did you see think- anything in this game? that you that you liked as far as well, maybe sway your opinion from what you were originally thinking yeah so it's hard for me to kind of go back and see what i was originally thinking but the jazz just don't look like they have the depth and even at the top of the roster without mike conley and without um bogdan yes bogdan there's boban bogdan and then there's bogdanovich and marjanovic Marjanovic and then Bogdan's on the Kings and they're not and they're not related and Bogdan fun Fun fact I think I drop every three months in this podcast (laughs) just for the kids who haven't listened anyways Donovan Mitchell that's not what I'm talking about I'm all over the place right now (laughs) I'm getting a lot of series (laughs) I'm getting zany yeah there's too much data just swirling there's terabytes just moving between all the the cells in my brain take that for data they just don't the Jazz just do not have the guys to keep up with them, and the Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert combo is not better than Jamal Murray and Jokic. Uh, we got, yeah, obviously Jamal Murray's a bit streaky. He had a good game today, but they just they just don't have it. I don't think. And the Nuggets, especially with Michael Porter Jr.'s ascent, is just looking like a, a tough out. So 
Yeah. But I will say Donovan Mitchell dropping 57 is the third highest points scored in a playoff game uh, behind by Elgin Baylor someone, and Michael Jordan. Some, someone under 24, I believe. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, which is insane. I mean, it kind of snuck up on you. Um, I was watching the entire game, and I looked down. It's like, he has 39, and then I turn back. It's like, he has 45. It's like, he really yeah. tried to take over there at the end, which is disappointing. Um, he lost steam in, in overtime for sure. completely, yeah. I mean, these, this has been tough. You, a lot of I think every team had a back-to-back, and then other than that, you're playing every every day or every two days, which is yeah. tough. So, I mean, everyone's in the same environment, so you can't really blame that. Utah is doing the exact same thing as Denver. I think the loss of Conley is probably larger than a lot of people think because there's really no depth there behind who they're playing I, f- no. I forget the guy's name who they ended up starting like he's a he was a 10-day guy in march and they started Jesus him. christ um so that was that was a tough out there um but yeah did you did you hear the slander from doris burke about uh rudy <laughs> gobert <laughs> what did she say he he took like a power dribble sometime in the second to score and they're like rudy gobert puts a ball on the floor I didn't think that's something I was going to say today. <laughs> I love Doris Burke. After it went from the Jazz game to the Raptors game, I was so disappointed when it was Mark Jackson and uh, Jeff Van Gundy. I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. Mark Jackson. And Jeff Van Gundy just, like, on the biggest tangents of all time. Just will like, talk about anything. Dead air. There's dead air. I got to say something, guys. It's like you're talking about life jackets, Jeff. Get back on track. And there was another part where Mark Jackson was like, out of nowhere, he was just like, "Look, I played a lot of basketball, and this is a good game." <laughs> and I, I was, and then like there was silence, and he was like, "In my storied NBA career, oh my god!" <laughs> and then another silence. He's like, "I was the greatest basketball player of all time." <laughs> it <laughs> just, just sounds like, a, like... <laughs> and everybody just did not know what to say. It just sounds like a, you know like an alien learning what basketball is but he's trying <laughs> yeah. to like sort of he doesn't want to freak anyone out so he's trying to blend in he's like so this basketball right here that's a good stuff <laughs> um all right to the prediction so we kind of talked about it i have this being my closest series i believe yes going to seven games denver getting the win in seven obviously i made this before the conley news mm. but i still think donovan and rudy can probably get three games maybe closer to six but I'm yeah. still going to stick with the seven. What about you? Yeah, so I made my prediction after the game, uh, and I'm going 4-1 Nugs. They, okay. It was a really close game, but you're not going to get this Donovan Mitchell every night, and you're going to need to. Yeah. Yeah. Nuggets and Jazz, my two favorite things. <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> speaking of Nuggets, one thing I wanted to say is that the – the, so I watch it on an illegal stream. Don't tell anybody. But the ads for fast food from the States are so... They're just like a tease, you know? It's like four for $4. It's like yeah. you can get four different... A burger in Canada is like $8 <laughs> at like a A&W. Did you, did you see any of the chicken nuggets ones? Those are my favorite. 20 like, chicken nuggets for $3. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 calm down. That is too cheap. Like you're getting to the point where I'm kind of nervous about the prices. <laughs> Um, um those are no fun. and then there's another one it was like five whoppers for two dollars 
That's disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. That's disgusting. In and we the power why... ranking of fast food burgers, the Whopper is low. Like overrated completely, I would say. I think so, yeah. I don't know what... Well, the McDonald's Big Mac is, I guess, number one. This is like not including Shake Shack and the the premier fast food places. Like national, national chains. National chains, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'd go... Oh, wow. Great question, Andy. I think I would go McDonald's one. And Wendy's then... is okay. I like Wendy's. I don't know. <sighs> They're just greasy just, as hell. I just think Whoppers are gross. Like, I think it beats the Whopper. In a seven-game series, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> In a seven-game series? Yeah, look. the There's just, for the Big Mac, I think the Big Mac's just a, a runaway favorite. Like, yeah. the taste of the bun, so distinctive. My Megan Showers, my sister, once posited a great little nugget when she said the onions are perfect they're just the, the tiniest little chip chops of onion yeah on the big mac so yeah i'm going four one uh four one nugget. <laughs> four one <laughs> <laughs> all right my favorite series uh i think i'm gonna be trying to watch all of this houston okc you got the narrative there with chris paul and westbrook this would be a huge series if fans were there but i still think there's going to be a lot of chatter you got Shea, you got the underdog mentality, but you also have Westbrook, who is not there um, completely. We don't know when he's going to come back. Could be two games, could be three. I think if they get to like three games, they're going to play him regardless, which is obviously super risky. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see when he comes back. So it's basically just going to be, I mean, they got Eric Gordon back, which I think is massive, yep. but it's going to be the Eric Gordon and Harden show for the entire game. Um what are your thoughts on this one? So this is a really interesting matchup as well. Um, yeah, it's really hard to evaluate. I don't know when Westbrook's back. When Westbrook is back, and I'm thinking he's going to be back in the second game, I hope at least for my own sake, watching the games, I'm going 4-3 Rockets. I know that the Thunder are the favorites. But here's the thing with the Thunder. When Chris the, Paul, the Thunder are favored? They are favored. Wow. I believe the Thunder are the fourth seed. No, I'm wrong. The Thunder are the fifth seed. I would say they're the betting favorite. Like if you're gonna pick a pick a winner, I'm sure the the value you're getting on a Thunder victory is mm-hmm. a lot higher. I think this is the most likely to go either way as well. Well, you know what? They have exactly the same record. Yeah, they're both forty four and twenty eight. Probably season series then. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I am favoring the rockets as i just said sorry i'm just getting back to my tab so if westbrook is back i really like this rockets team to kind of neutralize adams and when you have adams neutralized and the fact that the team is only really good when chris paul is on the floor i think i prefer the houston rockets or as schmidt and Negro once said the rockets of houston <laughs> great show by the way great show check it all out. right i think this is our first big disagreement obviously the first round is pretty cut and dry regardless uh but i actually have okc in the upset four to two so a six game series i just think okc pulls it out without westbrook you really don't have as much space inside and outside there's not as much gravity like westbrook is so important to this team to just bring mm-hmm. defenders in in this case you can you can almost be like doubling 
uh, Harden on every possession. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they have to. But I just love Steven Adams inside against P.J. Tucker is a death sentence. Um, and yeah. then Shea has been so-so. But, I mean, Chris Paul, I think, is going to be, like, on for this series. I think uh, he wants this win. I think he thinks very lowly of the Houston Rockets compared to other teams he's played on. Um, oh, I think he thinks very lowly of James Harden. Like, yeah. obviously, he doesn't like playing with them. And, obviously, he really likes his situation now. So, I think... Chris Paul's 100% going to take this personal. And it, it, it is interesting, right? Like, there isn't, other than Houston, I don't think there's a team that Chris Paul's been on in his career that, like, he has, like, not had a severe effect on everyone. Um, but I think Houston with Westbrook, that just makes a lot more sense as, like, a duo. Um, but, yeah, I actually have OKC walking away from this. It's an entirely different story when they go up against whoever wins the L.A. Portland series after that. Uh, but this is the only upset I'm picking uh, and should be a fun one. We'll see. Or I guess I guess the Heat were an upset as well. I wouldn't say it's to the same level to pick the Heat over the Pacers. No. Um, all right. So those are our picks. I'm going to throw up all the picks on uh, Instagram as well. So you can take a look at those if you guys want to check in on our both of our brackets uh do you have any anything else jack just excited for 40 days of basketball i'm excited 40 days and 40 nights let's do it all right this has been the all offense basketball podcast as always follow us on instagram we are always posting new content there we're going to be back soon to you know recap whatever's been happening in the week of the first round and we will see you guys next time bye